Uh, guys, welcome back to the 30-something podcast with Sunny. I am Sunny. I am glad you're here. Are you new? Welcome. If so, have you been around for a while? Thank you for sticking around. Um, this is the podcast where we talk about all the things that make this stage in life so crazy and so fun. We talk a lot about motherhood. We talk a lot about beauty and wellness. We also talk with a lot of thought leaders, authors, entrepreneurs, people who are doing stuff with their lives. In fact, um, I've got some great interviews coming up with founders of uh, female-led companies. I've got another um, author and speaker coming up who talks a lot about women's health issues. So gosh, we run the gamut. But um, I am really glad you're here, truly. So thank you for popping back in. This is a solo episode again, aka this is me locked in my walk-in closet. And we take full accountability here in this um, in this studio. We, I don't know who I'm talking about again. I take full accountability of the potential disasters that could that could happen during my solo tapings because the kids are known to like bound into um, my office when I'm working. My office being my closet. So just be prepared. There might be some cuts here. We might have to chip chop this puppy. Um, usually it's a one take. It's like a one-take deal on my podcast, but um, you'll know if you hear a little pitter-patter of feet what's going on. Anyhow, um, before I get into today's topic, I want to address something um, right off the bat, let you know what's coming up in the podcast that everybody can look forward to. So I recently tweeted out a preview of a solo episode I did, and I had a wonderful woman come back and say, hey, listen, do you think you could um, tackle some non-motherhood-related stuff? Because I feel like I can't relate to that. That's not where I am. And I said, absolutely, absolutely. And in fact, I want to tell her and everybody else out there who's not a parent right now, there's a ton of great content that I've already done um, on this podcast that I feel like you can just dig into, dig into the archives a little bit and know that I got your back sister friend. And I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff, not motherhood related in the upcoming, um, in the upcoming episodes. But in the meantime, um, I encourage you to go back and check out, um, episode, um, 13. That's where we talk with Dr. Julie Nordgren about, um, healthy cooking. In episode 12, I talk with author Jody Utter about infidelity. It is juicy. It is good. Episode 11, I talk with Sunir Madani, who, um, pretty much changed the payment processing industry. She's a young entrepreneur. Um, we talk with the founder of Smart Her News in episode eight, Jenna Lee. She used to be on Fox News, kind of a big deal. <laughs> She's awesome. And she started a new venture. She's a fellow second chapterer. Um, we talk with um, PR expert Sarah Brady in episode four. We talk with the founder of Indie Lee. That skincare, clean skincare brand that I love in episode three. Feeling like, feeling like you're not feeling the vibes on these um, motherhood episodes. I feel ya, and I got your back. So um, we've got a lot of non non parenting content already out there, and know that I'm working on more. So great, yay! Everybody's happy. Okay, let's talk about today's topic. So today, today is a motherhood topic. Um, I have spent a lot of time thinking about things that I want new moms to know. That's what this episode is about. Because there was a time um, right after the birth of my first. I've three kids, a six, four, and a two-year-old, um, that I just wished, you know, someone had shot me straight on parenthood. Now, this is, I guess, six and a half or seven years ago is kind of, I mean, blogging was already a thing, but it wasn't like the oversharing culture that we have right now. I feel like now you can search a hashtag on Instagram or you can, um, 
you know, Google just about anything and find a mom who ha- who is sharing her true story about that. So whether that be a postpartum, um, you know, issue with, with depression or anxiety or whether that be complications, getting pregnant, I mean, anything, I feel like it's out there now. But when I started um, having kids, I felt like there was so much less of that content. So I had this weird feeling in my mind that I was alone in all this weird stuff that was happening. And I know now, of course, that's not the case. Um, But anyhow, so this episode is just five things I want new moms or moms to be to know. They are from experience. They are from talking to moms in the trenches um, for the past six and a half years that I know and love. And so, yeah, let's get down to it. All right, number one, the first thing I wish I knew or I want new moms to know Create a plan, but don't live by it. So by this, I mean the birth plan. I freaking hate a birth. Let me just let me just shoot you straight right off the top. Maybe I should have changed <laughs> changed the terminology. Um, create a plan, but don't be disappointed when it falls through because it probably will. Maybe we'll phrase it that way. Um, so when you're pregnant and you're about to have a baby, you get this nifty little sheet from your um, hospital or even your midwife center. Um, perhaps that outlines some of the things that you want to happen during your childbirth. This can be things as simple as the environment. Do you want music playing? Do you want the lights on or do you want them dimmed or off? Do you want your partner in the room? Do you want pain management, aka the epidural? All of these things. And so you do your little first time mom thing and you check all your boxes and you get your Enya playlist already and you're ready to go in and have this baby. And then you go in and just just hits the fan. (laughs) Um, Maybe that didn't happen to you, but I feel like most moms that I talked to, that was the case. They were like, I had this wonderful birth plan. And guess what? Nothing happened um, that I I planned on. Um, So I say this kind of, you know, half jokingly, but half serious. So create the plan. Of course, you want the big things in place. You want to decide who's going to be in the room, when the baby comes, you want to decide, like I said, what you want the the ambiance to be. Do you want your little essential oils diffuser? All these things that you can control. But let me tell you this, sister friend. When you go in to have a baby, this is your first lesson in life that you are not in control anymore. And it's really freaking hard. <laughs> For all of us who like answers to things and who like to know the outcome, parenthood is not the gig that's going to give that to you, right? You're going in blind. You've never done this before, and you have to, um, I guess, manage your expectations is the best advice there. So have the basics in place. Let everybody know what you want the birth to look like and make sure somebody with you knows it too so that if you're in too much pain to actually speak any words and let anyone know that at least it's written down somewhere. Um, But then be okay with letting it go. Um, So that actually blends right into point two, which is manage expectations. Kind of goes hand in hand with the birth plan, but also it applies to early motherhood in general. This is not a linear job. We don't do X, Y, and get Z in motherhood. It just does not work that way. If it does, it's maybe one out of every 10 times. I mean, like you just, there are no hard and fast answers. And the frustrating thing is what works for your friend and their child or your mom when you were young will probably not work for you. Babies have this weird thing about coming out as like their own individuals right off the bat. We like to think because babies can't talk or walk or move that they're just sort of like half sentient blobs. But the truth is, from a young age, babies are 
babies know what they want, they know what they need, and they know how to get it, which is crying. And it is totally normal if your baby cries, but you as a mother need to manage your expectations and understand that just because you have tried all of these things to fix the problem, aka the crying baby, doesn't mean that they're always going to work all the time. So you have to have patience and just patience, not only with your baby, but with yourself. Um, So that's why number two is managed expectations on this list. It's just very rare that things are super smooth from start to finish. So hope for the best. Forgive yourself if things don't go exactly to plan. And like I said, that goes for not only the birth of the baby, but also the first few months when you're getting to know your your child. It takes a while before um, before you guys get into a groove. And frankly, even when they're six and a half, they have their own they have their own mind about things. They want to do things like sort of just how they want to do them. Oh, welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. Our special guest, the Weed Whacker. What is happening? Every time I record a solo show, the freaking Weed Whacker goes past. They're literally out my outside my window right now. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Anywho, so let's talk about letting things go and things not happening according to plan. All right, number three, the third thing I want new moms or pregnant moms to know Um, Sometimes it's good to take a class. Now, here's what I mean by this. This ties back into the whole birth and delivery. Um, It's good to have an idea of where you want to head. I did a hypnobirthing class. True story. You ready for a funny story about hypnobirthing? Okay, so the whole concept of hypnobirthing, and forgive me if I get this wrong because I'm not an expert, but from what I remember, my very foggy mom brain, um, this was seven years ago now, but um, it is... um, breathing and visualization technique that allows you to get into a relaxed space in order to not only help your birth go smoother, but to even help with pain management. Apparently, there are some people who have hypnobirthed their way through labor and delivery and claimed that they felt no pain. Insanity. So I signed up for hypnobirthing um, with a doula with my first pregnancy. So um, I found this to be helpful in a lot of ways because number one, you sit down one-on-one with a woman who has been through labor and delivery and who has all these techniques and they teach you practical things. It's deep breathing. It's exactly what to visualize. She'll take you through exercises where you picture yourself in certain situations and tells you how to breathe through it, how to visualize what asks you, what your expectations are. It is huge. And honestly, I cannot recommend this enough. Um, you don't have to do hypnobirthing, but take a class somehow, maybe um, at your hospital, at your local hospital, if they have those like boot baby boot camp type of things like you know learn how to slap on a pamper diaper all of that any little amount of preparation you can do do I feel like it it helps it's not going to solve every single problem but it helps but anyway funny story about our hypnobirthing so I had been going to these classes with their one-on-one classes for months and finally I have Andrew come to the last one and I'm like okay he he thinks I'm crazy with pretty much everything that I do but this in particular was before he was like completely on board with all of my all of my woo-woo things. So I can finally convince him to come with me to this class. It's the final class in this like series of hypnobirthing classes that I had signed up for. And I was like, this is gonna be great. Come in, sit down with me. So we walk in and sit on the couch. There is legitimately like a life-sized cervix, you know, sculpture or whatever it is like thing right there in front of him and and there's a vagina diagram there are so many vaginas in this room that he's like what what exactly are we going to be talking about here like why do we need 15 vaginas in one room pictures of vaginas in one room and um so I think it was a little bit like kind of wary off the bat like uh 
not sure that like I need to be here for this, but okay, I'm going to play along. So he had been out with some friends the night before and I knew he was a little bit tired. I knew he wasn't super into it. I knew the like cervix diagram was kind of like, you know, like making him think twice about what he had signed up for. But he is such a trooper and he's sitting through there and we get to this point where the lady has me go to the other end of the room and sit in the chair by myself and start to close my eyes and just visualize this impending labor and delivery of our first baby. And so I'm in the mood, I'm in the zone, and all of a sudden Andrew gets up and runs, he's like, excuse me, runs out the door and literally spews, vomits all over our hypnobirthing ladies back patio or her backyard like like guts coming out of his stomach vomiting I was like I am so sorry I don't know what is going on I'm horrified I'm like literally sitting there trying to visualize my perfect birth and my husband is like yakking 15 feet away like full on it was not a pretty sight let's just say that thank goodness it was our last session with our doula I don't think she had the best impression of our ability to um have a great delivery after that but Andrew did buck up for the actual labor and delivery which is the point I guess the most important point but um but yeah take a class do that ladies and do consider hypnobirthing just bring along your partner who is not hungover please because when you're trying to visualize that baby coming out the last thing you want to do is hear sounds the beautiful sounds of regurgitation all right number four um this is huge too this is simple but matters so much find the right OBGYN or midwife or whatever whoever it is that's helping to bring your baby into the world make sure this person you're comfortable being uncomfortable with this person what I mean by that is you're going to have a lot of questions that involve parts of your body that not many people <laughs> I mean, hopefully not that many people have seen or dealt with before. And you want to have a team of people behind you who you can ask anything to and that don't make you feel embarrassed, right? There's a lot of kind of embarrassing things that happen with childbirth. So um, I always say, too, if there, are more than one, if there is more than one person in the practice, which chances are there's more than one person, make sure you try to meet as many members of the team as possible. You never know who's going to be on call. Um, but, yeah, that's always helpful. And... You also, as a side note, as sort of a sub bullet on number four here, um, don't be scared to switch doctors during your pregnancy. Uh, fun fact, I did not find the, doc uh, the doctor who delivered my daughter, our second child, until I was almost seven months pregnant. I switched over to get a VBAC. I loved my first doctor, adored her, still do, but she didn't offer the option to do a vaginal birth after C-section or a VBAC. Or I think they call it a TOLAC now, which is trial of labor after cesarean anyway they didn't offer it then so i had to leave her and it was devastating to me because i loved her but i found someone at seven months so it's not too late truly if you're not feeling the vibes on your OBGYN, like go back to square one it's okay yeah promise you can do it all right and number five the final one seek out your tribe Ugh, i feel like this is so complicated right tribe i kind of hate the word tribe and i hate that i used it here but um i'm trying to convey a point which is try to connect with other moms after you have a baby you if you're anything like me aren't in an area or in the same place where you were born so you don't have your childhood friends perhaps I moved and was relatively new to the area um when I had our first baby and it was it's hard it's hard to be away from your people so um here's what I would do it's really embarrassing but it's true on the little walks that I would take around our neighborhood or 
when I was at the park or anywhere else, I would literally strike up a conversation with anybody who had a stroller. And I would just be like, hey, how old's your baby? Blah, blah, blah. I understand this approach is not for everyone and it perhaps veers on desperation. But, you know, you got to do you. And I was desperate. Hand clap, Instagram caption, desperate emoji style for human interaction when I had our son. I felt so alone. I felt so bored being having come from a working environment where I was surrounded by adults all the time. Oh okay guys, I'm taping um I'm taping a podcast. Hi. Okay. <laughs> We're back. Um yes, anyhow. So I um I was working full time and was just not used to being not around people, if that makes sense. So um, when I say seek out your tribe, it's not like, you know, this is something you got to do and have picked out within the first two months of your baby arriving. It takes time. It takes a lot of time to find mom friends that you jive with. So give it, give it time. Give yourself some patience and forgiveness, but do not let it deter you from continuing to put yourself out there because... Truly, you will find your people and you need your people. This is a this is a hard job. It's so hard. It's so wonderful. But you need your girls to get through it. So um, there you have it, everybody. Um, I got some little people to run and uh, run, and, run and tend to at the moment. But that's it. My five simple tips for new moms. I would absolutely love to hear what you guys think. Um, what your sort of like can't live without advice for pregnant or new moms would be because um, I'm sure it's different and I love hearing how people get uh, how people get through it. So go ahead and um, pop in on the latest um, post on my Instagram feed. You'll see a little um, clip of this audio and I drop it right there. Um, at Sunny Abata, S-O-N-N-I-A-B-A-T-T-A. And I will be back with some more content next week. In the meantime, I would be super grateful if you guys would click subscribe and maybe leave a rating and a review, which would help us get this podcast out to people who might enjoy it. Um, spread the good word. Thank you so much for listening to 30 something and I will see you guys next time.